Kanye West's adorable new music video is him carrying Northwest around. Click here to watch. Uh, well, hello everybody out there in music video land. Welcome to another episode of This Week in Music Videos, as you might uh, guess from the show title. It's a podcast where we talk about the week in music videos. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by IMVDB, the Internet Music Video Database. My name is Adam. Um, this is episode 141. And then uh, with me, of course, we have, he survived the blizzard. He only had to eat one dog, and that is Doug Klinger. How are you, Doug? Doing super good. Uh, hot dog. That's right. I should mention it's a hot dog. We don't want to get any mail. Um, email that you put in your folder. <laughs> You send all your mail to one two three Doug Clinger Lane at uh, at Bushwick Brooklyn. I think that's how is that how addresses that's work? The, that's that's the whole address. You put it. It's one line in a hashtag, <laughs> and my shit it comes right to me. You just put hashtag and then that on a, on an envelope. Lick that baby and send it to me. And then somebody who's of course uh, used to blizzard conditions north of the wall uh, of fringe music fixes, Mr. Adam Alexander. What's up, Adam? Um, some snow. It's up and it's coming down right now. It's up and down at the same time. That's just how oh, special well, it this starts up. Right. Well, it starts up and it goes down. All right. Um, let, me you, let me ask you a question, Adam. Yeah. With uh, which Adam? Uh, let me ask you a question, Alexander. Um, when it when it snows where you live, um, and then the next day comes, uh, where does the snow go? It. It gets plowed away into neat snowbanks. What about like on the sidewalk where you need to walk to work? They have <laughs> uh, like little sidewalk plows. Hmm. You know what they have here in New York City? Obviously nothing. <laughs> because, <laughs> because out in Bushwick snow- they have nothing. It snowed really well. So far I've gone to many places in New York City and and I've had to walk through snow in all of them. It has snowed for several days. Uh, snow's still there. Hasn't gone anywhere. Hmm. Still around hanging. So, like, it's sloshy and wet everywhere still. That's a new thing for me. Well, like we said, this is a music video podcast <laughs> where we <laughs> talk about music <laughs> videos. <laughs> and I think it's good to mention at the very top of the podcast where you can see these music videos because we're talking about, I think people, you know, it's tough to follow music videos, I think. And that's one of the mm. things we do as a service here at IMVDB is every week, you know, what's worth watching, what's worth checking out. Um, and you can go to imvdb.com slash podcast. And on the podcast page, we've got notes. We've got all the videos you should watch. Um, and it's it's that easy. It's just that easy. And we've also got shirtless pictures of Adam Alexander. Well, They're there. Of course. They are it's a, there. It's an it's a Easter egg but that I just get, told you about. Um, and this this see um, excuse me this week Uptown Funk by Bruno by Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars which is a lie um, it's still number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts how about that yeah same as same as lasties same as last week um, take me to church it? take me to church still hanging up hanging out up there at number three is that like a Good thing chance. where people are still kind of discovering that song is that possible I think so yeah really it's been but I, it's been on the chart for like six months though. Yeah, but not that necessarily dad, everybody's conscious of the charts. No. Yeah. I think it's still making some ripples. It's making some uh, some new people are finding it. But like, I they don't about, know who I, sings it. 
I heard about Take Me to Church in a YouTube ad like eight months ago. Mm-hmm. The, wait, Hosier is a Take Me to Church is by Hosier. Uh, Hosier is a Canadian band, right, Adam? I don't think so. Hmm. Irish. Irish, I okay. I just made, yeah. I just made that up. <laughs> They're Vietnamese, actually... Vietnamese band. But the, the, the funny thing about that song is it's such like a thinly veiled sexual metaphor, Irish. the whole thing, and it's just an so awkward thin. song. Um, yeah, you, you were right. Uh, he's Irish. Oh wow! I completely made that up. Uh, maybe I heard that somewhere. It was it was it was subconscious. Um, well, we'll talk about that song. Should be called "Take Me to Sex." It would work just as well. Yeah. Take me to sex, right? I'm funny. It's it's just, it's just like he just keeps going on it. Like yeah, the, it's gr- it's gross if you which, think about it. Yeah, it's super gross. Um, that song, if you could hold it, would be sticky. And the funny thing is that came ju- oh that's gross. It came <laughs> it came out just after um, Sinead O'Connor's. Take me to song also called Take Me to Church, which is a great song, and I think great video, great video by directed by James Lees, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if it stole her thunder. I don't know how much. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's it stole her thunder. Yeah, but it at uh, least confused. It confused at least a few people. I feel. Us. Like. I was. We. Uh, the three of us were like, huh? Yeah, definitely. That's what I said. Um. um so let's this talk week, about some videos. Yeah, let's talk about this week in videos. Um. I feel like this is one of those special weeks. We always talk about January as being a big month for music videos. I don't know if that's going to... I mean, time will tell, right? I mean, we don't well, really know. Yeah, because here's what I think tends to happen is stuff like comes out in January, but it may not really like hit a, hit the radar in until later in the year. Uh-oh. Right. There's a lot of slow burn stuff. Uh, it, it's. I think that one of the most fascinating subjects is when a music video comes out in in a single cycle um when either when it's released or before it's released as a single or months later i mean it really really runs a gamut and really um, very few people like pay pay attention to that i feel like i don't i don't know anybody who like is is like super conscious of that overall um like you you can kind of find out about it pr- for a specific single but like I don't really I haven't really like heard of other people kind of paying attention to that stuff. And I, I agree that it's really kind of interesting and I think it has like different effects on us on a, the way a song performs, kind of like depending on where that video is placed. Yeah, and I think it it's really helpful for me to think of it in like in cycles because these things really do go in cycles and there are pa- repeating patterns and there are different sort of structures that people hang things on and sometimes people go outside those structures but i think if you're looking at what's happened this january in music videos from a very high stand like a very you know three thousand thirty thousand foot view if we're looking at a really big video i feel like we're looking at the slow burn um if we're looking at a video that we're going to be talking about in december as one of those videos that racked up you know several hundred million views um I don't think the singles hit yet. So, well, so I think, you know, I, I, see, Elastic Heart in terms of like how the video performs. That that could kind of, you know, have a, t- a long tail on it. I think. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing else that really like stands out. There's only Katy Perry videos, um, like even even like the most popular videos from the year so far you know obviously elastic heart but we've also got sugar by, by maroon 5 i feel like that's like sugar's not going to have a tail on it at all 
And then we have uh, third most popular for the year so far is is Love Me Like You Do by Ellie Goulding, which is a Ellie Goulding, which is a video we we haven't even talked about on this podcast. So, which is interesting. And then we have uh, Chris Brown Autumn Leaves as the fifth so far, and we didn't talk about that one either. But earned it is fourth by the weekend, um, which we talked about last last. Yeah, week. and I'm and I'm not saying like those ones are up there. And we didn't talk about them because we're dumb. <laughs> like we're those like we just like realized that they weren't they they likely weren't going to be like lasting significant videos, um, and and they weren't like worth it in that particular week either. Like the Ellie Goulding video is isn't bad, but it, it wasn't like special enough that I thought that we should talk about it here. And I think that the Sia album, I don't know if anybody else on this podcast has been listening to that album, but I think it's still got another two, at least two singles in it. So I think we're, we haven't heard the last of Sia for 2015. So I think that video is going to keep chugging along. It's a 90 million-ish now. So I think we could be talking about that at the end of the year. Um, but what we're talking about right now is the videos of the week. And our favorite bud, Mr. Kanye West, has made an appearance this week. Um, with a new music video and doing it in a way that only he can. Um, Kanye West has never really announced or released music videos in a conventional way. And this is no exception. This is only available on his website, KanyeWest.com. And that is a video for only uh, collaboration with Paul McCartney and is directed by Spike Jones. Wait, isn't it called only... Only uh, one, sorry. Yeah, only, only one. Yeah, only one. Yeah, <laughs> directed by Spike Jones, right. uh, young young up and comer. <laughs> yeah, young up comer. Nobody's heard of. If, if yeah, anybody is not familiar with Spike Jones' work, you will probably. I mean, he's directed feature films. He's directed some of the most famous music videos of all time, including the uh, video for um, "Sabotage" by Beastie Boys, "Buddy Holly" by Weezer. Um, just tons of amazing music videos. So it's, if- it's a big name to be direct- connected with a music video. He's directed feature films by now, so it's it's a big deal. And he's worked with Kanye West before on um, the Jay-Z and Kanye West uh, Otis music video. Um, I wonder if there's any tweets out there from the kids who didn't know who Paul McCartney was who were like, oh, shit, Kanye West putting this nobody director on. Uh, who's this Spike Jones guy? I don't know who he is, but Kanye about to put him on. Sorry. I don't think that ever happened. Um, I think people know who Spike Jones is well, in like, name recognition. I think people know who Paul McCartney is too, but that didn't stop that from happening. Um, anyway, um, you're talking about the. There's some articles where people have collected tweets of people not knowing who Paul McCartney is. Is that what you're talking about? That is what I'm talking about. Um, which is, I think, kind of, kind of understandable. I mean, I don't know if we have the perspective of somebody who's born, you know, 15 years after we are, but. It's, right, and I feel like that could be it could be something that could be within the realm of possibilities. And it's also so whenever there's an article like that, and there are always articles like that where people just like pool tweets of people saying like dumb or racist or like stuff like this. Like I don't know who Paul McCartney is. And whenever there's an article that's like that, like sixty percent of the tweets are people not being serious. Yeah, and like joking. And then the others are, like, people who, yeah, it's weird that, like, Paul, like, you would be like, I don't know who this Paul McCartney guy is, but, like, 
I would still Google a person before I tweeted that kind of a tweet. I don't know. Not to try to get into the headspace of like some but it's, But it's kind of ultimate confirmation bias, right? Because they're, they're specifically looking for the specific tweets to bolster a point that they already have. So it's a, it's one of those BuzzFeedish kind of things. Yeah, should... right, right. Like going into it, like, I bet there's kids out there who don't know who Paul McCartney <laughs> is. Let's let's Google search, let's tweet search Kanye Paul McCartney who and see what comes up. And uh, But Adam Alexander sent over some uh, helpful notes on this video. Um, and one of them is that this was teased Earlier today, this is Thursday, January 29th, 2015, on Ellen, um, the daytime talk show Ellen, which at first blush may seem kind of odd. Why is Kanye West on Ellen? But every time... He does this shit all the time. What's that? He does his shit all... He does... He premieres shit on Ellen all the time. He almost... He's obsessively premiering things on Ellen. Going back... It's going, so weird. Going back to, uh, I think, uh, Love Lockdown, I think it was yeah. one of the first music videos from 2008 or 2007, you know, eight years ago or uh, or seven years ago, premiering on Ellen. Just, uh, I mean, it just seems, I, I really don't know where that relationship came from, but he seems to be super at home with her and especially premiering music videos. He premiered Bound 2 on Ellen. Right. Yeah, no, right. I wonder if we could reach if we could trace back and like see what happened. Like Ellen like played the through the wire video like back <laughs> back when it first came out or like something. Ellen that was like, friends with the like, Kanye's mom or something. Just yeah. something that happened like really early on or that she like Ellen does strike me as someone who like is is actually kind of genuine. Mm-hmm. Um which is probably part of why she's been so successful, because probably everybody thinks that. Um, but uh, you know, I, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't be surprised if like she has done something that we don't know about, like early on for Kanye, something weird like that. She just seems like a like a nice gal. Anyway, it's fucking, it's so strange though that he's got this relationship with her. Like beyond music videos, like that's where. Like the first photos of Northwest, his he and Kim Kardashian's daughter, who is in this video with him the whole time. Um, the those like first photos also were premiered on Ellen. Like just mm-hmm. like he gives her the goods, she gets the goods from Mr. West, which is so weird. But it's also like I guess it's it also feels very Kanye. Um, just out of left field, yeah. As does the like, he also does this thing where he'll give like Ellen a little taste, like the like the teaser or the preview or something. But it, like frequently, like the same thing with with the black skinhead video, right? Wasn't that just like you go to KanyeWest.com and it just happens? Mm-hmm. Like that's his. Uh, he does some fun things with music videos. He still kind of messes around with them. Um, although in terms of like what is in the video themselves, uh, he's not doing much there. Yeah, so this we should describe this music video a little bit. It is very, very simple and very, very odd. Um, it is this road, this foggy road um, with Kanye West on it. And the only two people on this video are Kanye West and his daughter, North Northwest. Um, her first name is North. Her last name is West. I keep, I keep having to remember, remind myself of that. And it's interesting because 
you know, it's 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 a lot of like slow motion shots of him, but it's very very uh, as the French would say, cinema verite. It's it's very much like kind of like home video footage of them, obviously shot by Spike Jones because the video opens with Kanye running toward the camera. And you, can hear, so- you can hear Spike Jones asking him if he's out of breath. Yeah, you t- you're tired yeah, or whatever you, he says. You tired, bro? You proud, bro? <laughs> Um, it's such a weird thing. Spike Jones, man, he's like, he's he does this 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 type of thing a lot. Where it, it really like, reminded me of the, uh, the the impromptu thing that he did for Karen O. Uh, yeah, about right. A year he did, ago. He did for Karen O. He like just does these these videos where he is just like, I oh, just make a video really quick. And like, then it <laughs> yeah, comes out. Yeah, like I don't out. have to try anything. I don't and have then to it try comes it out. All. all right, so like, here's here's what's good, right? Kanye West is not going to do a music video where he's cuddling with his daughter in like, <laughs> in, in like, a, in like, in like some ge- genuinely like father-daughter intimate natural moments, right? Like you can't, you can't take that away from those, those moments. They like feel very genuine. Although they're still in like, this Kanye West, I'm six steps ahead of the game thought process that like makes me think that nothing he does that is for consumption is is a hundred percent genuine. Despite that, like the father daughter relationship between them feels really real, feels really natural, and Kanye West is not going to do that for anybody but but Spike Jones, which is what makes me feel like it's partially not as real. But like he's not going to open up. And like allow himself to be vulnerable like that for like some kid with a video camera who could in reality give you the same product, right? Like Kanye's only gonna allow this video to be made by Spike Jones, in my in my estimation. Or like somebody like that. Um but like he it doesn't need Spike Jones technically but like i feel like you do need spike jones in order to like get kanye to do this absolutely and i think that's one of the really fascinating things about this video and i you know i think back to media and on the layers of media they collect the contextual layers that you have to unwrap for a lot of like current public culture um and like pop culture and this is like a absolutely prime example of this because you know if you take it without its context it is just Kanye West with his daughter and there's nothing really artful about it I mean there's really they kind of go out of their way to not be artful about this if you really think about it I mean there is no real you know um framing of shots really to speak of there's no cinematography I mean there is but it's not like it's, it's not it's not in in a way that like it, it is in like you know in, in 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 like some of the other Kanye West videos that are like like power or something like that exactly yeah it is not it is not produced and it's, it's you you're Kanye West is one of those artists that you know whether it be through his ego or his sort of manipulation always assumes you are bringing something to this and I think this video is is made up of many, many assumptions. It assumes, you know, A, who Kanye West is. B, you know who is that he has a daughter named Northwest and his, the mother of his daughter is Car- Kim Kardashian. You know who Spike Jones is. And that 
uh, knowledge is supposed to color every frame of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not a lot of artists out there that would take those such big steps to say, you know, anybody who's coming to this, I know you have this knowledge already. I know you're going to bring this context to it. Um, and sometimes that's when lazy things happens and things happen. And sometimes that's when amazing things happen. I think this is somewhere in between. Yeah. It's got some moments that are, that are, that are going to be memorable, I think. And, um, you know, but it, it's it it's not like you know it gonna be like it, it's not it's certainly not like a, my, one of my favorite Kanye West <laughs> videos or anything like no. that. Like it's it, I'm glad that it happened and that it exists and that we got like a Kanye West music video this week. Um, and you know, but like this this is uh, it, I mean it, it I don't know the the putting your kid in a music video thing. Um, you you wouldn't do that, or, or I think it's. Fine. I'm not saying that it's a. I'm not saying that it's, uh, like it, you're exploiting your kid or anything like that. I don't give a shit. But but, but I'm this, saying I'm saying that it's not necessarily like, like that. Like it's something I've seen before, right? Like Kanye West is supposed to be doing like something that you you unexpected like all the time. At least that's what I feel like he should be like has set himself up to be doing. But like, I feel like this video was unexpected. Like I, I, I like I'll speak for myself. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like this is the first time I've actually like seen Northwest, and I don't follow tabloids or anything like that. So maybe there's been tons of pictures and stuff like that. But this was like a very real look. I was like, oh well, there. Holy crap! She's a she's an actual like t- toddler and. There she, she looks like, like she looks a shit ton like Kim Kardashian. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I never, I didn't know she was so large. I thought she was like a baby. I think mm-hmm. I've, I think I've seen that one picture that was on Ellen that we now use on our website. Um, uh, really, where do we use it? On her page. On Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I, mean, I no uh, North. Oh, Northwest has a page on IMVDB. Well, I credited that. her in this video. Because I put the I put the page up even though we don't have the video link, because um, it's only on KanyeWest.com. Hopefully it'll come somewhere. Um, but uh, I don't know. This feels a lot like uh, what was the what was the Will Smith video that he did with <laughs> just Jayden? the two of us? Yeah, this is like that. <laughs> this is the this is the this is Kanye's that I feel like, mm, and I mean, it's, in his own way. But yeah, in his own way, right? But it's still that. It's still a formula, like yeah. to me, like which and Kanye has been in the last couple of years, like so not formula. He fucking broadcasts his videos on the sides of buildings and shit. Like he's he's been, I'm not doing what you expect. I'm gonna put my video out on Ellen, but like also this video in terms of like where it comes from, it comes from that's just the two of us place. It's a place that's super familiar to me. But I guess that's kind of an unexpected play in its own right. Not to write on your point, but like this the like archer line of like a spy would say that, like kind of thing. <laughs> like, you know, it just like But I kind of agree with Adam Alexander in that way because I think the other side of this is that this isn't just a Kanye West song. This is a song with Paul McCartney, no matter what the 
15 year olds of the world know about Paul McCartney he's still one of the most popular if not the most popular entertainer in the entire world uh, um, and wait, he is a nowhere in this video. <laughs> and, wait, but he's not one of the most. Po- he's not the most popular entertainer in the entire world. I think historically, Paul McCartney is the most popular entertainer, or the most yes. But like he, if if you could like, if there was some like show that everyone in the country could buy tickets for, more mm-hmm. people would buy tickets for a Beyonce show than for a Paul McCartney show. I think so, but yeah, I guess maybe that depends would be more true. Yeah. When no, no, I'm not saying depends where. Yeah. If the whole world. Now, yeah. If yeah. the whole, right, that's that's where we live. We live now. That's, that's what we're true. Talking. Okay, but but he he also has like he has an unbelievable. Anyway, he has like a hundred. I'm looking at his Wikipedia article. He has sixty gold discs and sales of over a hundred million albums, hundred million <laughs> singles. As a Beatle and as a solo artist, I think well, it's not like he's doing and a. He's not doing a collaboration with, like, uh, Krista Burr or anything like that. He's doing a collaboration with Paul McCartney. And I think it's interesting and kind of significant that he doesn't appear anywhere in the track except on instrumentals. And he is nowhere in the video. I mean, think of other Paul McCartney collaborations. I'm thinking uh, Dancing in the Street with David Bowie, where, you know, Paul McCartney is, like, Front and center. He's not somebody who easily kind of fades to the background. Wait, is it Dancing in the Street? Mick Jagger. Mick. Uh, is it David Bowie or Mick Jagger? No, oh, Mick. Ja- you're oh, right. Mean, okay, sorry. No, no, sorry. sorry. I'm thinking of Michael Jackson. Um, right. Okay. Uh, what's the one he had with Michael Jackson? Well, he's. You've also got like Ebony and Ivory, for example. Ebony and Ivory, like, which also has an insane with, music video with um, Stevie Wonder. Um, so the yeah okay look that's still a th- like a thing to me like yes Paul McCartney is a Beatle right but he's like the old guy from another genre like that's still <clears throat> a move right like yeah Paul McCartney's like a big deal like you don't need to like, I'm not like gonna argue with you that like Paul McCartney's not a big deal but like whatever. this song's it's not a good song either I mean, it's, it's not a good song and so, well, it's over. It's over well tread ground, I think, for Kanye West. I mean, it's it's kind of a combination of his 808s and heartbreak days and his you know runaway days. That kind of uh, <clears throat> halfway between auto tune, like a distorted auto tune kind of feel, which I think <laughs> is something that it, where something that he's gone to musically already. And I and I apologize that the collaboration between Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson is called "Say Say Say," uh, right. which is I will. Defend till my dying day. One of the craziest music videos I've ever seen in my life. Um, so, what is this song from? Like, does Kanye have an album? That yeah, the album's. It, it, it doesn't have a name yet. He said on Ellen, but it's coming out, right? And is this a? And is this from that album? <laughs> I think we'll be. Kanye West has a. Remember for um, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy he he released most of those songs as singles before that album ever came out so i assume he's doing the same thing and if this is the direction of that album i actually found it kind of hard to hear the song they kept switching to like the live audio and i didn't know what was happening had you not heard the song though prior no oh listen who are you what 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 what, aren't you like you i'm me but i missed that one (laughs) i was 
entering <laughs> data. Yeah, that's another interesting part of this music video is that it goes between so it goes between ambient sound and the song. It goes between people singing like Kanye performing it's hard to describe but it goes between like ambient studio sound and the actual finished mixed track. But the interesting thing is that it's not ambient sound from the shoot or them in the street it's from another time in another place it's just just it's it's one of those moves like if you didn't know that it was Spike Jones if you didn't know that it was <laughs> Kanye West uh, I feel like you would dismiss it outright as like kind of pretentious, pretentious I think I don't know did they shoot this part on an iPhone <laughs> maybe yeah. iPhone no 4. I'm serious like that's what it looks like right it was shot on an iPhone uh, this this podcast keeps starting uh, with with like the first video you guys me hating and you guys defending that's been like a trend <laughs> for the this week. I'm not I'm not process. defending this video. Yeah, Adam, what did you what did you think of this video? I it's like really like quite literally like I it did nothing for me. <laughs> like I mean, I'm it's a thing. I get it. And and I felt like he was doing like you know it was an intentional attempt to strip back all the weird shit that he usually does, except like, for wear like ridiculous pants. How mm-hmm. yeah, and the Justin Bieber pants. The boots, the boots they were look weird. So bad. The boots, the boots were fine. Were the pants oh. I had an issue with. The pants, especially when he's walking like away and you see him from the back, it just something. Yeah, would you get. want that to be your dad? That's what I was thinking too. Like, he he has a baby. Like, yeah, he's fought probably a fine father. But like, he wears it. Like, I, and you know what? Like, I probably look stupid as fuck in whatever pants I'm wearing too. But like, Kanye West has like the wherewithal to not look stupid as fuck in his pants, and he still does. It makes me feel confident in my stupid fucking pants. My pants. I feel are... like he he was performing to another song. As as well, there's a part where he's singing and and the, his lips are not going to the lyrics at all. So maybe he's just talking. But then later, when he dances near the end, he's giving her, and it's like a slow song. I don't know what was happening. I think he's, he's really just like dancing. fussing around with this kid, you know, like being a. But the kid's gone at that point. Oh, I don't. Is it like the the he's plastic baby alone. from American Sniper? Oh my god, American <laughs> Sniper! Uh, and he's got a grill on. Can we talk about that too? Oh, Kanye still got the. Oh, still I didn't to keep, notice that. Still keeping the grill alive, which is weird. Very Chris Anderson of him. That that's is a, for that's the, a uh, dad move. You got to keep the grill. You got to keep the grill. Um, the diaper pants. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, um, one oh, I had a point, but I just completely lost it. Yeah, I'll cut that out. Um, <clears throat> so there were other music videos this week. This, oh, actually, I, the point I was going to make is that uh, I think one thing that kind of gets lost in all of this throughout the years, because it has been years that he's been doing this, is that I think Kanye West has one of the best website utilizations of any artist out there. It's so weird. You're right. It, when So when you go to most artists' website. It's terrible. Um, it's very, very similar. It's very, very t- terrible. They they kind of do the classic thing of like, oh, where would you like to go today? You know, perhaps you'd like to see the discography. Perhaps you'd like to see the news. Perhaps you'd like to see some videos. Or if it's a really old or terrible artist website, it says media. If you ever go to a website and this is media, you immediately leave. That's my rule. And um, also, it uh, or it'll just be like giant 
advertisement for re- most recent album mm-hmm. with like a buy link. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's just sends you directly to iTunes essentially or social media. But Kanye West always like the, all the times that I've gone to KanyeWest.com, it's always showed me it, it, it only has one purpose. The one purpose that it has is to show you exactly what Kanye West wants you to see right now. So during when he released the black skinhead quote unquote interactive video, you went to KanyeWest.com. That's all you said. All you saw. There wasn't a link at the bottom to go to his discography. There wasn't a link to go to his news. You know, there wasn't a forum on there, Where's so you Kanye could go. Today? To, yeah, yeah, you couldn't go. Couldn't go to. There wasn't even a link to his Twitter. There wasn't a link to you know go to the Kanye forum, so you could talk about it. That's literally all you could see. Remember when um, Doug, when he was doing the projections on the wall for the new slaves, uh, for the album release um, for Yeezus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and, went to one. Yeah, you went to one. You went to one in Columbus Square or Columbus Circle, I think, in New York. And during that time, the only thing, if you went to KanyeWest.com, it was just a map. And it was just a map of all the places it was going to be that night. And it didn't say, like, hey, kids, come see Kanye West, you know, Columbus Circle at 9 p.m. It was just a map with a dot that said 9 p.m. And I think it's overlooked, but it's just so interesting that... He knows that every other outlet is going to cover his website for him. There's going to be discography somewhere. There's going to be news somewhere, and uh, yeah, let me. I'm just going to tell Ellen, and and that's it. And let that let everybody else do work. I'll tell the people who's telling everybody's mom what's going on, yeah. and everybody else will fucking figure it out after the moms know. <clears throat> yeah, after the moms know, that's that's important. Um. So let's so move weird. on a little bit to, to since other videos were released this week other than Kanye West, other videos with actual YouTube embeds. Yeah. And one that I really wanted to talk about is Run the Jewels, Lie, Cheat, Steal, uh, directed by a director that I think is doing some really pretty exciting work in 2015, Rough Mercy. Um, how, yeah, what do you guys think of this video? Well, first of all, Run the Jewels are on fire right now they're just kind of like they're all over the place this 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 run the jewels 2 album in which lie cheat steel is is uh probably one of the highlights of the of a of a really fantastic album but i love this song so much um they're everywhere they're doing rookie mag ask a grown man question and answers they're they're all over the place they're on talk shows not not ellen yet but maybe they'll get there um and yeah, Rough Mercy's already been on fire this year too. He's had um, two, two or three videos come out already this year. I think it's um, two. The one for a young thug and, and then Run the Jewels. And the and the and we talked about that with the Rough Mercy uh, young thug video just uh, t- last week or two weeks ago. And so this lie cheat steal video is a little bit more. Rough Mercy has two kind of. He, he either will. Uh, have an all animated video or he'll kind of do a mixed media thing where he uh, kind of animates along with live action footage and that's what Lie, Cheat, Steal is which I think is very smart I I don't think you can do a Run the Jewels music video and not have Run the Jewels like being huge and, and performing in the video like no matter what your style as a director is like if you're doing a video for these guys like you gotta show them in there and have them perform. 
I agree. Because um, I feel like the, the, the one of the most compelling things about the Run the Jewels is their personality. And one of the most compelling things about Rough Mercy is what he does with those personalities. I mean, for the video, the other video that was released in 2015 directed by Rough Mercy is Old English by Young Thug uh, featuring uh, Freddie Gibbs and ASAP Ferg, which is an all-animated video, but still one of the most compelling all-animated videos I think I've ever seen. And uh, Rough Mercy has done this style before, um, and, and I won't name names, but they, they've been for good artists, but they just haven't been as compelling. And the whole reason I think that Run the Jewels is sort of on everybody's tongue right now as, as you know, an artist to watch and somebody to really pay attention to is because of their personality. So when you combine those two things, really compelling personalities with a director that knows you know, who's an animator who knows what to do with really compelling personalities. It's a really amazing combination. I thought this video was just really outstanding. And it's, and Ruff has actually done a music video for Run the Jewels already last year for the song Run the Jewels, which came out. Um, the first Run the Jewels album is, is really, really good as well. Um, but like, it didn't really light the same fire like that the second one did. Um, you know, the second one was on like a lot of like best albums of the year list. Like I love the first one just the same, but it it this the second one like really cemented what was going on here. And this the first Rough Mercy video came in between that, so it was before that fire had really lit for Run the Jewels. But despite that, the video that he did for them is their most popular. And so I feel like it just like they really kind of get each other. I think Timothy Sicenti's also done two videos for them, uh, three videos for them. No, I'm sorry, two. Um, also kind of gets them as well, but I, I really think like Rough Mercy's style, which is also kind of like gritty and energetic, uh, complements these guys really well. I really love how um, well-defined a Rough Mercy video is. Like, I can't think of another director where, and, and this is definitely uh, a good a good quality in his case, where you can immediately recognize this has to be a Rough Mercy video. And I think that's a really cool thing, that he's got that such a, an established style that you can just know right away. Yeah, there's I, I, there's definitely like a handful of directors who I think you can spot, but Rough Mercy would probably be the easiest um, for he's sure. A, he's a director as a logo. Yeah, and it's a cool one. It's scary. It's super cool. Yeah, and and he a- actually uh, just to tease uh, is going to be recording a couple commentaries for us. So that's exciting. Really? I'm gonna. I decided to drop that knowledge on you guys. Nice. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know about this. this. Is the first time I'm learning about this. Yeah, he's got to do a couple for us. So um, uh, look it, for those. And I think there's there's this is a really perfect example of the kind of imperfect art that is matching a director with an artist because Rough Mercy, I think, no matter what, always brings a really amazing quality to it, uh, to a video, um, but. I think there's just some instances where the artist is such a perfect match. I think of the She's This video by Lily Allen that Rough Mercy directed, which is similar in some ways to the Light She's Steel video by Run the Jewels, where it's a live action where Rough Mercy, Rough Mercy is kind of, you know, providing his animation, his editing, and, and all the things that come with it. But 
it just doesn't feel as compelling for some reason um and it's not a rough mercy's part i think it's a lily allen's part like she's not really rising to the level that rough mercy requires in terms of like presence and attitude like but that's something that run the jewels and killer mike and lp have in spades so uh rough mercy has so many things to work with for, for this video and he just like runs with it, it it's, and it's yeah with it he runs the jewels with it <laughs> uh he, um there so he's also rough is also doing a, a lot of different things in this video that you don't really i haven't really seen from him as much like he definitely does that like scribble style of animation, you know, where he'll like fill in people's eyes red or, um, you know, like he'll outline people with like, um, or like have like lightning bolts and like kind of like, you know, line, like lines for emphasis and that kind of thing. Um, but he's also doing like some distortion stuff in this video, which is mm -hmm. really interesting, which I really like. Yeah, he's yeah that's, that's new for him. I noticed that as well. Uh, it works though. It's cool, and and maybe some of the backdrops seem like possibly the flags and stuff. I don't know that he's done a whole lot of that. It's very complimentary though to the like this stuff that he's already re like really established for. I think it kind of fits right in, and uh, yeah, it's really cool. And I feel like this this allows in in the performance this type of video where like it's gonna be run the jewels doing one thing and then rough mercy kind of going on top of that and and changing it like it allows them to kind of just like do what they want to do in their space and then you know kind of rough can come in there afterwards like i'm assuming that that's kind of how the process works maybe it is more kind of planned out but i feel like it, it like all of rough mercy's videos feel to me like you can just kind of give him any footage and he's mm -hmm. going to figure out a way to elevate it Almost yeah. like a a remix of sorts. It's kind of yeah, even if it's his own works. footage. Like I feel, I feel like he was obviously there. If he directed this video, like he was obviously a part of shooting that actual footage. But like I feel like even if he wasn't, like he, could, it's the type of thing where you could just give him anything. He can make like your home video, like right fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> we should hire. We should hire. Like we should just do a thing where like the three of us are playing, you know, like badminton or something. And then have him just scribble it up, and that'll be. We'll just watch it together as friends. He also seems Sweet. to have a, a tendency, which I really, I think, is something that is only possible in the last few years to be kind of annotating a video or annotating a song. And I think it's maybe less for the Light Sheet Steel video, but definitely for the Young Thug Old English video, where he's taking the role of like you know rap genius and yeah. explaining things visually uh not for every line some line he's some lines he's you know showing other things that are not related to what the rap lyrics are about but some things he's actually taking you know illustrations and kind of like showing you what's what going is... on yeah it, it, it's it's really interesting it's a really kind of like interesting merge of you know this need that we have now for information about the context or about the the subtext well, that, i guess it depends your perspective right because if you already knew what that stuff meant then those mm -hmm. images are serving a different purpose for you so um you know if you already know what the atoms like, don't know though 
but it becomes you know because if you do know the meaning of that stuff it still just like becomes an illustration of what the song is about and i think that you're get you're getting that like he's trying to emphasize the the lyrics and the images through his animation in, in different ways and uh you know that's just that's just one way he he kind of does that so let's move on yeah let's move on uh, I think we should move on to another video. Let's let's talk about a couple of these videos that uh, that Ali directed this week from Bangs. Ali Avital Sippin uh, directed two videos this week: "Hunger" by Zola Jesus and "Catastrophe." Catastrophe. Oh my god! I knew that that's how you said it, and I just couldn't make my mouth say it. Catastrophe. Catastrophe, uh, <laughs> catastrophe by Yumi Zuma, uh, which is a fun name to say. Um, I have a feeling that Adam Alexander loves both of these videos, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let him take a crack at uh, t- taking us through them. Okay, cool. So, um, catastrophe is definitely the more narrative of the two. Um, what happens in it is is a little bit puzzling. Um, I guess people are passing out or fainting, but we never really find out why. Um, I, I did learn that this is going to be a two-parter, so we're going to get a, a continuation to this video. It seems, Maybe... to be, it seems to be tied to the typing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, it, a, there's it, a girl it, in a cafe who's typing, and yeah, people are fainting yeah. kind of... Yeah, Maybe based on that, but we, we're not quite sure. I don't. And think. then she also faints at the end. Finally, right. once everyone else has. Spoiler um, alert! She does. Yeah, spoiler but, alert! And but, cliffhanger alert because uh, that's where the video ends, and apparently where the next part will pick up. So cliffhanger alert! That's not a real alert that people have. Um, it is now. It's, I just coined it here on this podcast. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's the, the the girl typing into the laptop that is kind of the causing all of this stuff to happen. Um, yeah, it definitely seems that way for sure. And it, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then what happens in the Zola Jesus? We're gonna back bounce back and forth between these videos. It's gonna be weird. No, let's not do that. Let's let's keep talking about this. So you you like this video, uh, Adam, right? Yeah, I do. I love it. Um, it's cool, and I, and I like how it's weird. And it reminded me of a little bit of uh, that Radiohead video, uh, where people are just lying on the ground for some reason. Uh, <coughs> just you, uh, just yeah, just not not you. So just. obviously not. Um, that is a exactly famous video. But I thought of that. I thought I thought of people falling to the ground for for some mysterious reason. And yeah, so that was kind of a thing that I observed. It's definitely yeah, a very, very mysterious cool. video. It's a pretty tense video. People are definitely like, they're like passing out in the middle of shit. They're like falling into like giant piles of tires. And like, it's like a, they're, uh, they don't seem to see it coming. And it's not clear if they're falling asleep or fainting or dying. We oh, don't shit. really. <clears throat> We don't really know. I think there are sh- some shots that make it clear that they are not dead. I think yeah. some of them are breathing or making some sort of movements, but all of them, it's kind of set up that they're going to fall asleep. And and my favorite is the guy who just happens to be like 
working with a giant pile of tires. <laughs> so he kind of falls asleep. He has like the the least path of resistance to, you know, kind of fainting and falling asleep because he basically has to like fall like 30 inches onto a pile of tires where he It's a stinky to... fall though. A it's bunch a of rubbery, stinky, stinky rubbery. Yeah, if you if you if you're if at any time you might fall asleep that you're most likely to fall into a pile of tires that is almost vertical to your body, then I think you, you've made some trade-offs. Yeah, it's um, all right, but it's still not like none of these fall, none of these passing outs or whatever uh, is exactly happening. None of it's, it's not like a chill thing. None of these mm. people are like stoked on, on being like this scenario. Like this is like a very sudden and not necessarily like violent, but whenever these people come out of this, they're going to, they're not going to be like refreshed and like really like ready to take on the day walking on air situation. And there's also no causality to it. There's no shot where somebody, you know, the girl in the coffee shop makes a keystroke and somebody falls asleep. It's all very kind of tangentially related to the point where you're not sure if she's causing it or not. Yeah, I, I think she is because she like goes back to do it, and then more people faint. I think it definitely is, but it's definitely not like it, it's not uh, def like completely clear. Adam, it's it, funny you mentioned that Radiohead video. Doug, have you seen this Radiohead video for Just from nineteen ninety five? I haven't. This is one of my favorite all time videos. So if you're listening to this and you yeah, have not great. seen this video, you should definitely see it. It was originally. A short film, an idea for a short film that never was made into a short film, but that was then shoehorned into a music video, which I, I, I feel is a, a very kind of common path for music videos, especially narrative ones, um, directed by James Thraves. And the sort of plot of this video goes that uh, <clears throat> there's a man lying in the street in a city, you know, on a city street. And he's just lying there, and people are noticing him and coming up to him and saying, you know, why are you lying on the street? And you can't hear him. It's all just uh, subtitled. And, uh, you know, as uh, he says, you know, I'm not going to tell you why I'm lying on the street, and more people gather around. And, you know, the song is very, uh, you know, uh, intense, and it kind of builds to this crescendo. And, uh, you know, there's a policeman, you know, you know, yelling at him, like, tell us why you're lying in the street. Uh, you know, please tell us. And there's this moment where he says, okay, I'll tell you. And then the subtitles stop and you see him talking. And then the, uh, oh, I have seen this there's video. some shots of Radiohead in the building nearby. And then the last shot of the video is everybody else that was gathered around him all lying down on the street. Yeah, I have, I have seen that video now. Oh, it's such a good video. It. It's it is. an amazing <laughs> video. Oh. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I have seen that video. Have you seen talking speaking about lying in the street? Uh, this Tom Green's show sketch <laughs> where he just lies in the middle of the street in the middle of like a busy square, and everyone's like crowding around, like asking him if he's okay and stuff. And then like there's like a timer, and then like 15 minutes later, he just like gets up and leaves. <laughs> I vaguely remember that, but I wonder if that was inspired by this video. Yes, it was. It was inspired by. The video. It was. I had Tom Green taking cues from Yumazuma. Uh, no, from Radio. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just wanted to say Yumazuma again and Catastrophe. Uh, I, I, I did love this video. Uh, even though, like, I 
I'm glad that it was a, that's going to be a two-parter because I really ha- like didn't know what was happening. Like I really did love the atmosphere that was created by this video, and I was intrigued by it. But I was also like, "Huh? <laughs> like why? Why?" I was looking for some kind of like you know reason reason for it all. So I'm stoked that that you know I might get some some additional clarity. Yeah, kudos to Allie because she's she's managed to kind of create a cliffhanger out of very un unconventional elements. I mean, she's she's kind of done a really interesting thing where she's created an effect and kind of hinted at a cause but not really told us what the cause is and then the cliffhanger is the cause. Um, but in a very kind of non-dramatic, non or, or non-narrative, it is dramatic, but a non-narrative way. There's no real narrative cliffhanger that we're looking for, right? It's and I th- and I think that I'm more stoked about it um, because I just thought like I was dumb. Like Al- Ali's videos, a lot of the times are like very, um, very like smart and like there's a there's like s- several layers deep. And like I just thought that I like hadn't gotten deep enough with this video to like get it, <laughs> and so maybe that I just there's more to get, and that's why I'm still left like you know with with qu- questions unanswered. Her video for "Classic" by the Knox featuring Powers is still one of my favorites of 2014, and we had her on this very podcast to talk about it. I can't remember what episode it was, but. It was recently, a couple couple weeks ago, September two thousand fourteen. Just still, I still. It's one of those videos that I like. If I'm kind of like just hanging out and I want to watch some music videos, I definitely put that music video on because uh, super entertaining. In the Shot by Owen Donovan, who was also on the podcast with us. Podcast connects. That's what we're we love them all, about. and so <clears throat> excuse me. Let's talk about the Zola Jesus video for Hunger. Um, Back, back to Adam Alexander to 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 walk to walk us through this guy. Sure. So um, this is this is a cool performance video. Um, it shows uh, it has Zola Jesus kind of performing um, sort of a choreographed routine, but it's done in a very interesting way up until sort of the last part of the video where she's kind of just standing still in various poses but the video is cut to the beat of the music and it almost gives the appearance that she's like dancing she's um, moving, moving on the cuts right yeah and then and then later on in the video she kind of lets loose and does like a really energetic like an actual dance and uh it's just a very well performed and it's shot in a warehouse and uh I think it, yeah talk, talk a little bit more about the warehouse because i think it's not just like um it's not your standard just like music video warehouse which is just like a a studio that they just didn't dress up like this isn't that <laughs> This is a like this is like a, a location like a location that seemed more scouted and like not a place that 
music videos are traditionally shot. Maybe I'm wrong, but like this feels it, more like an abandoned warehouse or it looks like, like a an hangar, like where, an airplane hangar or something. Yeah, right. But like a, a like a legit thing and not just like a production space. Maybe I'm wrong, but like they make points of like starting up at the ceiling and bringing it down. Like the location seems to be part of this video and not just like an empty space that the idea worked in. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I and, think I think you said it all right there. And there's a lot of really like dynamic lighting and camera movement as well, which is really interesting. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of like sweeping camera movement, which like really kind of accentuates the stillness of some of these, because she's completely still in a lot of these shots, and then the camera kind of just moves all around her, which kind of like makes it even more statuesque. Yeah, for sure. I I feel like I'd almost have to go back and watch some other Zola videos, but. Um, like having her move as much as she does in this one, I feel like is a new thing. She's usually just kind of like standing and performing. So I, I'm not sure about that, but just done a lot of like performance style. Like the Timothy Sassenti video is like the most performing I remember her doing prior to this one. Does she dance in the in the Sassenti one? No, she kind of like poses. Yeah, more posing. I, I like when she lets loose in this because I I don't think I've seen that in a video with her before. Yeah, it's That's kind of a new thing. What do you think of her moves? They're way better than my moves. <laughs> I like tried to like picture this video. Oh <laughs> wow! You tried to sneak that in there. Uh, I was I I tried to like picture this video being made and like and like uh, if you like um, Ali trying to ask Zola Jesus to dance in different ways and like what that process was like because I feel like this is a video that wasn't like yeah just dance how you dance and we'll make it work like I feel like this is a type of video where you need to sh like Zola Jesus needs to be shown things on how to do stuff and I feel like this is uh, unless there was a choreographer which I don't see credited and we have a pretty extensive credit list here like i feel like that's what the pr the process of this video may have been like just like you know ali showing her how to stand it's a, just an interesting image i think we need to ask her that maybe maybe um ali, if you're listening please write please uh, doug Klinger at bushwick um <laughs> Hashtag send, hashtag send peanut butter, butter sandwiches. Yeah, please send peanut butter to Doug. He's almost out. <laughs> no, he no, no, no. Prefers this, crunchy. This is not true. I am. I well, I do prefer crunchy. Not near. <laughs> not almost out though. Plenty of plenty of Skippies. Um, jars of Skippy. About three Costco sized jars of Skippy on deck. Started with four. Lived here three months. So who wants to talk about SpongeBob SquarePants? Oh Jesus! Yeah, I mean, I put it on the list, so let's do it. Um, I was super excited about this video, I, and you guys may not be as big of a SpongeBob fan. Oh as no, oh. as big. Oh, you are. Oh, nice. Oh okay. yes, I'm um, stoked for this movie. This, all right. So you guys are big SpongeBob fans. This, mm -hmm. this video makes you more spun like no. more SpongeBob fans. <laughs> Less SpongeBob fans. We may differ I'm on big, this then. I'm a big NERD fan, and this may be less less so. <laughs> so, Doug, describe to us what NERD is, because I think a lot of people who are familiar with Pharrell may not know who NERD is. Right. All right. So, I um, forgive me if I don't. What's a 
Chad who? I, so yeah, Chad, okay. So Chaz uh, in and Pharrell like kind of came on together. For, they are a production team known as the Neptunes, and that's where kind of Pharrell got famous. Um, they would produce beats together, um, but often Pharrell would like sing the hook on those songs. And like very, you know, in the in the early two thousand, late nineties, early two thousands, like, you know, you couldn't get far on the radio before like you would hear Pharrell singing the hook on like a Jay Z song or like a mystical song or just like an anybody song, right? Like there was a time in the early two thousands where like a rap album wouldn't come out with it, like that was good if it didn't have Pharrell singing on it. So the two of them, uh, Chaz and Pharrell, who were the are the Neptunes, uh, plus um, one other man who I also don't know his name. You, it, it's anybody? Chad, by the way. Chad? Did I say Chaz? You said Chaz, I think. Yeah. Uh, I probably did. What, and what's the other guy's name? Shay Haley. Shay Haley, right? So the three of those guys, Chad, Pharrell, and Shay Haley, are um, make up NERD. Uh, or nerd uh, I don't know if it's or nerd and which stands for no one ever really dies and it's like a they're more of like a like a typically like a harder core almost like punk hip hop act um you know they've they did that song um uh what was like the really popular song the lap dance song if you remember which like back when I was in high school was like the one music video I cared about because it had like there was like an uncensored version like when the internet first she wants to move uh no it's definitely lap dance Hmm. Uh, hold on let me just make sure lap dance I don't think we have it it's definitely lap dance yeah yeah lap lap dance we don't I don't know I don't know why we don't have it maybe there's not there's just not an official version um but yeah, it's lap dance, and there was like a really like it's a song about a strip club, and it's like a really dirty, crazy version. Like NERD was the first thing that Pharrell did as like not a producer for other artists. It was like the first thing that he was gonna be. He was kind of like the head of, um, and it was a lot more like independent, independently rooted than like the than the music he was producing for um it was more of like his own style and his own type of thing versus like him just like pumping out beats for you know like pop rap artists so you know considering like the roots of n-e-r-d you know what what squeeze me is is not is not that (laughs) squeeze me is all the way back to like i guess like you can't get like much more pop than what Pharrell's last album is, but like this song is like a kids song, right? Like squeeze. It's weird. Me. It's weird. I mean, squeeze is like a kids song. It's like for kids. Uh, well, we should mention that it, it squeeze me is a song off the soundtrack for an upcoming SpongeBob SquarePants movie called SpongeBob the SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water. Mm-hmm. Um, which is important which is to note. 3D animated, right? 3D, partially. Partially, yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, which, which is, is shown in the video cool. in, in, in in some ways. How partially? Is that like the, the most it, of the movie? Well, no, it starts off 
with SpongeBob as his classically animated self, and then they actually escape to like the real world where they become computer uh, images, but they so interact like the, with live action. Yeah, so that sounds like for the every other for movie. the li- for the no, the, well, it sounds like for the lion's share of the movie, then they're three D. Oh, no way to gauge that from a trailer. Well, but there's it, a way to gauge it. The, the plot line <laughs> sounds like... So what happens? Like, the whole plot happens in the back half of the movie. It's just, like, them underwater. No plot yet. And then it's, like... The I would whole... say it's probably <sighs> safe to assume that more of the movie is 3D. It's called Fish Out of Water. Uh, yeah. SpongeBob actually used to do this a lot back in, like, the early days of SpongeBob, where uh, even in the first SpongeBob movie, they, they did this where they kind of enter the real world, but they were always animated. Like, uh, they, yes. they rode David Hasselhoff yes. um, in one part, but I should, they were still 2D. The, so the, one of the, yeah, they were still 2d. I think one of the most interesting things though is so SpongeBob, this is the second SpongeBob movie. Um, and the last one I saw in theaters, uh, because it was when I was in college and I was a huge SpongeBob fan. It was 2004. As um, did I, I was 40. I have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is is that one of the really like the, the lasting things from that movie at least for me is the soundtrack which which features original songs from The Flaming Lips, Wilco, um Electrocute, uh The Shins, Ween, um Motorhead, um and uh Avril Lavigne. So it was at the time it was like really kind of pushed as a soundtrack and pushed that like this is not just a movie but there's all sorts of like ancillary stuff and at the forefront of all the ancillary stuff is the soundtrack and so it seems like they're really kind of going for it this time again even though i feel like steve hillenberg the creator of spongebob is not really quite at the helm like he used to be back in 2004 you know 10 years ago um but the kind of the idea is still there that like this is is, this is going to be make, a great movie, but it's also going to have a great soundtrack. Do they make Do they make new SpongeBob's? Right oh now? yeah, so, they definitely make new SpongeBob's. Um, mm-hmm. Steven Hillenburg, like you know, the original crew from the original SpongeBob, I think like, it is isn't as around as and as involved, just right. like you would expect with any you know long running cartoon show. But I would believe they're still making new episodes. Yeah, and so we talk um, about music videos that have film tie-ins a lot um next week when we premiere um the first episode of our music video chats podcast we'll have director sing jay leon and he did a music video for boom clap by charlie xcx which is tied into the film a fault in our stars um which every time i recorded that podcast with sing which there might have been more than one um I couldn't get the name of that movie right, but I got it right this time. What did you um, call it before? I just couldn't like get the words out. I talked like an idiot, <laughs> and I had to do it multiple takes. You and should I got the have, stars part, and yeah. I may have forgotten the name. Um, so you know, we talked about like how he like managed having to not only like work footage in, but like match the a song that like isn't necessarily like sad to a film with footage from a film that is sad and like how he has to like worry about like like what he did to like make sure that all worked and i feel like 
the makers of this squeeze me video didn't have to worry about anything like that for this video. This video is like ninety percent footage from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the funny and- thing is that it has features the members of NERD as SpongeBob, <clears throat> SpongeBob basically, but where the sponge would be, it's just their face. And it's not even footage of them. It's just it's just pictures of them <laughs> that has been animated. Like, to blink and have its mouth move. Like, this isn't... It's not even really them. Like, I'm... Uh, like, I... This sounds so little like what I know NERD to sound like. That, like, I... They might have just, like, just been in the room as this song was made. And they're like, hey, t- hey, what would happen if you touch this button real quick? And they, like, touch the button. It's like, oh, you helped us make this song! And so, uh, yeah, that's... Like, I, I don't know. There's very little involvement. But maybe this, the rest of this soundtrack will be sweet. Let's check it out on iTunes. What what else is going to be on it? Oh, right now it's just a single. And uh, um, also, Pharrell did... Happy was from an animated soundtrack as well. It was for Despicable Me. Despicable so he's kind of been doing that. But Happy was a, a legit good song. I mean, it was a regular song. You're not gonna hear squeeze. I, I, I love. You're not gonna hear squeeze the other radio. At least no, I hope. Squeeze me will not have a 24-hour music video. 127,000 views though in a couple of days. Like this video got around. Maybe just because people want to see the SpongeBob footage. I didn't know that this movie was even coming <clears throat> out, and I didn't. I certainly didn't know it was 3D, and that was very jarring to me. <laughs> uh, I had a, I had an issue with that. I also didn't watch a lot of SpongeBob. Now I'm not like you guys. I also didn't like watch a lot of Barney. Did you guys? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Don't be offended. There's just so it. much. There's so just so much I like interesting it. mixed media in this video. That's really fun. Um, but it's all for the movie, I think. It's all for the movie, but it's also kind of weirdly, kind of weirdly fits in the SpongeBob universe to have the three members of NERD as like bumbling around as like yeah like bumbling around as spongebob but with like unfeeling unthinking unblinking faces that where their mouths just move yeah it right feels oddly appropriate no they do blink but it's weird it's like one it's like a computer blink so they just took like cheek skin and like made it go <laughs> over their eyes so, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, they all have the same blue pants on. It's so funny because SpongeBob is one of those cartoons that's obviously you know entertained children. Children love SpongeBob, but it has all these different subcultures. It's it's kind of like a a mini version of like My Little Pony, where you've got the bronies, oh, weird. but you've got like SpongeBob subcultures. You know, in in for a while there, SpongeBob was kind of uh, like a gay icon. Um, Really? He was, yeah, he was definitely like appropriated by you know a certain gay culture as their kind of mascot in a way. Interesting. Um, he's been used many, many times. He, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like a normcore subculture icon in different ways. If you walk into you know any hot topic in America, if there are still hot topics, like you know I bet you a hundred dollars there'll be a SpongeBob something in there to be free to buy, if not a T-shirt. Uh, you know, some other piece of merchandise. Don't um, aren't sponges though like asexual? Don't they like just like <clears throat> procreate yeah. by this? Like, and, and SpongeBob like, is asexual, ripping in half. That's how SpongeBob. Yeah, he, he definitely has never had any girlfriends that I can think of. It's not about girlfriends. I don't think you can. Well, maybe or it boyfriends. is. Anyway, not to say you can't have icons. Latch on to whoever you need. Um, yeah, but, but in the nerd, but sponges is... procreate by just like ripping. 
Like, right. It's like, it's like I have a sponge. I have one sponge, and you rip it in half. It's like I now have two sponges. Ripping. Yeah, I don't know if they were that concerned about that in the show, but it's um, <laughs> it's definitely interesting what they're doing. And they, yeah, it's. I mean, you talk about a video that like takes zero effort from Pharrell and the rest of the guys in NERD. Um, who like we haven't even said their names right or anything. Yeah, they just had to take a picture. And that's <laughs> NERD, it. not but, even a good this picture. Video, what this video becomes because NERD was like a thing. This video is now like Pharrell and the boys. Like that's mm. what the, that's what <laughs> NERD is now. Pharrell and the duops. That's what this video is. Uh, so, uh, but isn't there like a chance to capture sort sort of like retroactive cred for that? Like if you're if Pharrell is suddenly a household name, you've got a huge percentage of people that want to be associated with Pharrell and like Pharrell, but not in a way where they just jumped on the bandwagon. They want to get behind there so they see NERD and they're like oh shit let me wikipedia that that's Pharrell and these two other guys and they kind of pretend to know what that is and obviously yeah right yeah it's It's sort of like a retroactive fandom in a way I had every I hear what you're saying but maybe in it would need a song for that to happen (laughs) This is right. not. This is a not song. This Sick is burn. a not song. This is a not sick burn, bro. Uh, yeah, it is. It's funny, and uh, so I think and, we... and it's. It, but like the the way you know, because all right, I had every fucking any like the physical copy of every NERD album, who, like when they came out in high school. You told me the name of the guy in NERD, and I got it wrong. So. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, anybody who, like, could tell you now, like, oh, yeah, I know the members of NERD. Like, they just became fans of them and Googled it because you, I, can't, I, I don't think a lot of people knew who they were, like, significantly back then. So I think we should end on a video that definitely was one of the ones that stuck in my head this week, and that is Days in Daydreams by Ariel Pink, directed by Grant Singer. Totally. Um Adam, you said some interesting notes about this, and uh, one of them was that. Uh, so, uh, let's describe this video a little bit. It's kind of like a <clears throat> um, documentary style video about this man, this old man, who is living in, I think, in some sort of trailer. Um, <clears throat> he wakes up in the morning. You know, he's he grabs a beer, sits outside, and smokes. And goes to his job stocking shelves. Um, but then at night, he's kind of like this, uh, maybe a rock and roll singer, some sort of karaoke singer at a bar where nobody's really paying attention. Um, and I'm doing a great disservice to this video by describing it like this as in what happens because there's all sorts of kind of like little narrative touches and uh, character touches that Grant Singer is really amazing at adding. But uh, it's it's an pretty kind of affecting and amazing video and it's also really interesting because um like this guy looks like if ariel pink just like like just took like took serious hardcore drugs for the next 20 years and like didn't stop Hmm. i feel like he would look exactly like this dude like this guy has some of like similar physical characteristics his hair is like an uh like an interesting color kind of like ariel pink's is like it's the guy's hair is almost like a dingy pink um it's like a like a burnt orange um 
and yeah, he just like looks. He's got like just like a lot of the same look to me, and so it's it's like an interesting like kind of also like look at like I feel like it could be a thing where it's like looking at what a, a path of like what Ariel Pink's life could could go like this guy's a musician and or any any musician for that matter right any musician but like this guy like bears a resemblance to me and i they're i feel like they're playing they're playing with that um with that fact because this guy's name is rick wilder of the punk band moss moss i believe is how you say it um and the song is called dazed in daydreams and and the song is kind of all about unrealized dreams is what i got from it Mm -hmm. um and the video is kind of about that i mean there's all sorts of hints that this person was part of you know the punk rock movement um from everything from the way he dresses kind of the way he acts he's kind of like a little more docile now but he's kind of doing what he can to survive in order to you know be who he truly is which is this punk rocker that takes a bus to a venue and rocks out for, you know, an hour or whatever every week and then goes back to a normal life. Um, It's a weird kind of character study that kind of straddles in the line of narrative and documentary because this person is not just an actor playing a part. They're an actor playing a part that is, that is kind of a part of them. And, uh, and I feel like this, this song also like the song is called Dazed in Daydreams and it's but it's spelled like dazed in like the word in is spelled almost like like a hotel in and <clears throat> excuse me and it can is kind of like playing on also like having like like having daydreams in a days in uh <laughs> which is a place you know that like touring musicians like often have to spend like the type of place that like a touring musician often has to spend a lot of time and like that is a location that is like a life that is not far off from what the guy in this video's life is like i mean being in a days in uh is terrible uh that's like a terrible place to be for any reason and so uh you know the, it, it you know being a being a musician uh you know it's so you're you you kind of like realize you can you're kind of so close to that so close to like being this guy so close to like not having success and i feel like that's all like in this video it's so it's so perfectly casted like the performance that that wilder gave he's perfect like they they couldn't have gotten a better more interesting uh central character for this so it's is perfect. he like legit is this like a documentary like is this guy work like does he really stock shelves and 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 rock out still, or like, is he just playing this part? Do you know that? I don't know that. I I would venture no, but who knows? Maybe there maybe there's some more stuff to read about. I don't know. I I I feel like some of it is put on, but if they're whatever location they found, for instance, for the interior of the trailer where he lives, is obviously not something that. I mean, maybe it is, but I, I doubt something that somebody just like threw together. Yeah, this doesn't strike me as like thrown together stuff, man. I think this guy might be this. I think this this could be I mean, real, real life. We know for, we know for sure that he is uh, 
a, he was a rock star and he probably would love to continue on with that lifestyle. So those things, regardless of where he actually lives and works, those things are definitely true. Yeah, because, like, whose dog is this and shit? Like, otherwise, <laughs> like, this apartment is, this wasn't thrown together. This isn't, we had Grant Singer on this podcast and he uh, he talked about getting the location for a, a Foxygen video by uh, using Airbnb. This this location is not Airbnb. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious. I, I guess this grocery store location does kind of, it it could be a it could be a set, but the the trailer location does not feel like a set to me. Yeah, it's one of those videos that I think is another chapter in a really interesting director and artist relationship. Yeah, and I'm really really enjoying everything that's coming out of the Ariel Pink Grant Singer relationship. Um, we had. The video for Put Your Number in My Phone from last year, directed by Grant Singer, which was also an amazing one. Who, which in retrospect, retrospect, should have had this guy in the wheelchair. The guy who played the part was great, but the video features Ariel Pink wheeling a guy in a wheelchair around a mall. And I think uh, uh, Mr. Rick Wilder here would, would have been uh, pretty perfect been for good. that role. Yeah, I guess, this is a, I guess on second watch of this video, this is all clear. Like, a lot of this stuff is clearly like scripted stuff mm. like where the kids like throw in paper oh yeah, and yeah. Stuff. i think it's all scripted i think it's wondering we're more wondering if these environments are something that they're oh yeah if he's in yeah. if he's in natural environments no yeah absolutely like if these are all like people that he hangs out with all the time plays cards with and stuff because it's definitely like it seems really natural his inner not so much with like the boss at the grocery store that seems fake but not fake but that seems like an like a music video, but like him and uh, him like talking with the lady at the card table and stuff like that seems really kind of genuine to me. And maybe it's just great filmmaking. I kind of feel like that's one of the only music videos or one of the only mediums that you can do something like that if this is indeed what it is. Because you know he goes to an old folks home and plays cards with them. It's kind of that one of the pieces of depth that is added to his character. And music videos are kind of one of those uh, mediums where you can have something that is true in place and character, but then put them in false situations. Yeah. And people will, won't will be angry at that. I mean, in a documentary, obviously, that is not allowed. Um or at least frowned upon if you're not being transparent. Well, this about is it. technically no longer a documentary. Exactly, yeah. But but in this, if this, uh, you know, if Rick Wilder lived in these spaces and this is what he did, and you know, Grant Singer went through and kind of stylized these for, things for this music video, I think it's still as powerful, and it's just one of those mediums where you can do that, which is interesting. Oh yeah, I think this like this video works regardless of like what. The na- the actual backstory of this, like no no matter what, like because you're because you're always going to take a music video, you're always coming to a music video like, unless it's a Kanye West music video with like zero knowledge of what you're about to look at and like zero context for any of it, mm-hmm. and so like like unless you, unless you read like the like the four sentences before the pitch warp post which like may or may not be like completely accurate or you know elaborate enough and also like you might have not even read that stuff you might have just like hit play and watched 
or just listened. And so, like, you know, the context is less um, uh, less important as, like, whether or not just, like, what you're watching, uh, you know, like, it tells a story and achieves that goal. And I think this definitely does. But, like, I'm just intrigued because of how real so much of this stuff feels um, that, like, how blurred are those lines between reality and 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 music video? Blurred lines. I know you want it. Adam, give us your best blurred lines. <laughs> I've got nothing. Uh, come on, come Adam. On. Be a, be I, a I, I, I can't. How many people? Need... Are, how many people listen to 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 sixty eight minutes in? <laughs> Or whatever, whatever moment we're at, two hours in. Fucking give us a little blurred lines. I mean, it's got the cool little beat that, and then some other stuff comes in, and then Adam joins in with. Here, I'll do the blurred lines, right? Come on, you got it. That was good. I like that. Um, that was good. Who's doing the TI part? You got that. You're the rap guru. I'm the rap I'll guru. Give you the, the, the funny thing about that song is that it contains one of the most, the weirdest lines for a pop song. And that is, I'll give you something big enough to tear your ass into. In two parts. It's gross. It's gross. It's to super think about. gross. I feel it's like also not a thing that like is good. No, no, you don't want anybody to tear line. your ass, dude. Isn't it? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I will hurt you hard. Um, what well, rhymes with, yeah. What well, um, rhymes with ass rip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the blurred lines guys, yeah, that's what Pharrell's doing now. Pharrell's, he's got to deal with this fame. He, you know, he he's always been the behind the scenes guy and happy and... Blurred lines have put him on another plane. I think he's got a he's got a tough road ahead. It also um the that Daft Punk song. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh man. Get lucky. There we go. Oh, that's Adam. Adam coming at us. With Here he goes. There are them pipes that we know Adam for. <sighs> um, God, it's making me feel good. Um, so I think we did it. I think we kind of covered the the week here. We went through the whole gambit, the whole rigmarole. Um, the whole rigmarole. Um, like I said, if you want to see these music videos, you go to imvdb.com slash podcast. This podcast is This Week in Music Videos. Um, with the with the boys, with the Weedem boys. Um, and uh, you can. this is episode 141. You can see all the music videos we're talking about. And you can see so many music videos, way more than you'd be able to watch in a day. On imdb.com, the internet nope, music video. You 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 skipped a letter. I said imdb. Or imvdb. God damn it! I uh, you can see them all on imvdb.com, the internet music video database. It's a database. We're near. We're close to fifty k videos. You guys, fifty thousand music videos that you can watch and find out who made them. Hmm. Uh, 50k. Uh, we will probably be hitting 50k by the end of uh, February, hopefully or March. Um, so everybody, thank you so much for listening, Doug and Adam. Thank you for joining us. 
Um, and we'll uh, see you guys thank, next week. Th- thank you for joining us. Ooh, no, no. Thank everyone for joining us. Fucking Adam Dogg's an asshole for not thanking anybody.